Hi, I'm Ali and this is Rob. Howdy. And we're the hosts of Horror Never Sleeps, a new weekly horror movie retrospective podcast. We will be reviewing your favourite scary movies like Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween and Psycho. Also, we'll be covering classic gems like Maniac Cop, The Lost Boys, The Human Centipede. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, no. Oh, we'll see. First episode will be released mid-November. You can listen on iTunes or your favourite podcast app. Until then, stay scared. Ooh. Yeah, we won't be doing that. This program is sponsored by Wicked Chronic in Natick, Massachusetts. Located on 185 Worcester Street, right on Route 9, they can be reached at 508-545-8105 or at wickedchronicvendorcommerce.com. Wicked Chronic is a boutique-style retail shop that focuses on selling counterculture products such as Wiccan cannabis cultures coming together in a unique setting. You need something for that special spell? Go on down to Wicked Chronic in Natick, Massachusetts and speak to Beverly. Tell them Dr. Chris sent you. Check them out today. What? Have you ever read uh, a Superman comic? Not in the last few hours. Oh, I was just checking, right? Just checking. Hey, everyone. My name is Michael Bailey, and I have been a fan of Superman for as long as I can remember. In 1987, I started collecting the Superman comics as a going concern, which led me down a long and winding comic book-filled path 2007 when I first started podcasting. Well, it's 2017, and because it's been 10 years since I started podcasting, and 30 years since I started reading Superman full-time, I thought it might be fun to start a new show called It All Comes Back to Superman. It All Comes Back to Superman will be my monthly reaffirmation of my Kryptonian faith, where I will pick out something about the Man of Steel and discuss it. Sometimes I'll be alone. Sometimes I'll have a guest. No matter how many people get involved, Superman will be the focus. It all comes back to Superman as part of the Fortress of Bailey Tube Podcasting Network. New episodes will drop on the 28th of every month. This show and all of the other programs that are part of the Fortress of Bailey Tube Podcasting Network can be found at www.fortressofbaileytube.com. And welcome to our Christmas episode of Supernatural Creatures and Lore. I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I'm his co-host, Mel Heflin. And Merry Christmas, Mel Heflin. Merry Christmas to you. And today, on this special uh, episode of Supernatural Creatures and Lore, our Christmas episode, our second Christmas episode, because if you go all the way back to the bottom of the iTunes page, or happen to go into the Supernatural Creatures and Lore link on the RadioHorror.com website, our ver- my very first episode of the show was a Christmas episode where we talk about Krampus and pagan 
uh, winter gods and all sorts of uh, fun stuff about uh, not so very Christmassy. So tonight, <laughs> I thought we should cover maybe the other thing that's always associated with Christmas, which is angels. And of course, angels are a huge part of Supernatural. So we're going to jump ahead to season four, where we're introduced to Castiel. And from the first episode, I believe it's called Lazarus Rising, correct, Mel? That's right. Yes. Episode, uh, Mel has the synopsis for us of what happened in the episode that we're talking about. Dean awakens in a pine box, freed from hell and a joyous return with Sam and Bobby. Sam, Dean, and Bobby wonder what pulled Dean from hell and what it will want in return. This episode aired September 18th, 2008, originally. And this episode introduced us to Castiel, the most popular character on the show, whose popularity probably overshadows Sam and Dean sometimes. That surprises me. Misha Collins is really cool, but I I feel that surprises me a little bit, maybe just because of his online presence being so huge. Oh, yeah. I definitely think he uh, is uh, his his Castiel Twitter followers and stuff are bigger than Sam and Dean's. That's that goes without saying. <laughs> Have uh, you seen him occasionally post his phone number? <laughs> yeah, is that real or no? Yes, that is real. That is real. Um, what? Why would there he for do a while that? you could even Snapchat him, which I have in the past. I'll admit. That's crazy. Yep. But, uh, yeah, uh, Castiel is played by Misha Collins, and there are several other angel characters that appear on Supernatural, um, none of which have any type of longevity as much as Castiel does, um, unless you count probably Lucifer, um, who we will get to as well, because uh, we will also be covering the, the four different archangels that come from the, uh, the good book, the Holy Bible, uh, which I don't follow at all. Do any of us? Yeah, <laughs> no. I, I try to get somebody on the show who is very heavily deep in religion, and I just couldn't find anyone, unfortunately, on Christmas Eve, of all places. Of course, directly across from where we're recording this, because uh, we're recording this on Christmas Eve, so this will be up online on Christmas Day. I will post it online before I go to bed tonight, uh, before I am snuggled um, snuggled in my bed with uh, visions of sugar plums dancing in my head. <laughs> uh, directly across the street from WCW is a Catholic church, so I probably could have gone over there and kidnapped the priest and brought him over. But I decided not to do that. <laughs> that would be a very Sam and Dean thing to do, though. That would be a very Sam and Dean thing to do. What do you got for us about angels, Mel Heflin? I have a ton of notes, and I, I had a ton of questions, actually, about the lore myself. One in which I took to our Supernatural Creatures and Lore podcast public group. I put a poll in. Uh, wondering what other people think. Do you, do you think humans become angels when they die? I don't know. I'm not as spiritually uh, into the belief of uh, the Bible as I used to be, so I'm I'm not I'm not really sure. I think I answered it just one way because there wasn't a fourth option of like I don't know. So <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm I'm not really sure. Do you? I mean, do you believe in heaven and hell, God and the I, devil, Mel? I think I believe in heaven and hell. Um, I I'm not. You know, that this was such a question for me that I actually had myself, and I couldn't find it anywhere. Um, maybe I worded it wrong, I don't know. But the only things I could come up with was either yes, no, or only saints get to become angels. So um, one person answered, only saints become angels, and four people chose, no, humans only go to heaven, hell, or purgatory. 
I have no idea what that is. I mean, it's that's that's one thing I, I just never found in the lore, and I thought it was an interesting question. In the um, season four companion to Supernatural, they talk they have a closer look at angels, and there's a great quote in here by Dean says, "I thought angels were supposed to be guardians, fluffy wings, halos, you know." Michael Landon, not dicks. And Castiel says, "Read the Bible. Angels are warriors of God. I'm a soldier." Um, and that's a quote from this episode. That's a quote from the episode. And then uh, the uh, the book itself has this great little uh, thing about it. It says, Lauren Angels has been around since the dawn of man. Every culture that's ever believed in divine creator has stories of supernatural entities that act as their lord's messenger and warriors. Most accounts describe angels as having wings and being composed by bright light. In fact, their true forms are so fiery bright that if you look upon them, it will burn your eyes out as the psychic Pamela Barnes learned the hard way. She was the psychic that Sam and Dean go to that also has a thing for for uh, for Sam. As Dean discovered angels' voices can shatter glass and hurt humans' eyes, which is why they usually choose to take on human forms when they walk among us. The most unique element about angels is that isn't in typical lore is the notion that they have to possess, comments executive producer and creator of the show, Eric Kripke. They control a human host in much the same way demons do. The only difference is that angels have to ask permission and demons don't. They provided us with all sorts of useful morality plays to work through because the angels are normally good, but they are putting human victims through this horrific experience just because the humans were devout enough to give their will away. Demons and angels actually have more in common with each other than they do with humanity, so they play by the same rules in a way. A co-executive producer, Ben Edlin, elaborates, the existence of, of non-corporeal entities possessing from both the demonic stripe and the angelic stripe indicates that underlying physical world that we both know about, which is consistent with the supernatural physics of our universe. Lucifer, who was an angel, goes to Lilith using some of his angelic powers, which comes from God. He twists her into a demon, so it's like using bad, good for bad. Demons are linked to humanity, but they are different, and their differences come from angelic intervention. So untimely demons are a bit of fusion between human stuff and the angel stuff. Therefore, it makes sense to me their abilities to possess, their ability to become non-corporeal, and all the other things that are not normally the province of humanity actually stems from the angelic perversion that came from Lucifer. That explains why angels have a particular enmity towards demons, according to Ruby. When an angel sees a demon, they smile first, ask questions later. Now, Ruby is a character that was also introduced in Season 4, played by the actress Genevieve Future... I don't remember her original maiden name, but she's Genevieve Padalecki. She's uh, the the wife of the actor who plays Sam. It's also kind of funny that, you know, Dean started off... uh, Sorry, Sam started off being, like, the bad guy who got involved with the angel... uh, Sorry, with the demon, Ruby, and then, uh, you know, later that season... Dean would hook up. Sam would get. Spoiler sorry. alert. Yeah. Spoiler <laughs> alert, but we don't really cover the reviews of the show. And if you're listening to a podcast about the lore of Supernatural, the TV series, you are hopefully caught up with the show. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> Sam hooks up with Ruby. Dean hooks up with an angel later on in this season. Like, actually gets it on with an angel. But Dean is the one who becomes a demon later on in the show, in like around like seasons 9 or 10. The demonic Dean storyline? Yeah. So I thought that was kind of funny. And it's Sam who has to save his brother after Dean was the one who had to save Sam later this season, remember? Because of the the demon blood and him becoming like Michael's like vessel and such. Or he becomes, sorry, the vessel of Lucifer. Currently on the show, they're dealing with the fact that uh, Lucifer is 
on like a buddy road trip with Castiel to find to stop his son from being involved with a demon. Uh, I am that's, so not caught up. Yeah, it, it's it's really out there. But the Antichrist is now hanging around with Sam and Dean, and now they're in the hellish apocalyptic world where Michael has taken over. So How exciting. Yeah. Bit of spoiler alert, but again, if you're listening to a show, a podcast about the lore of Supernatural, I hope you are well caught up on this show. What I find so incredibly frustrating about angels on the show, and, you know, in real life, I don't know how much you feel about church or whatever, but uh, most churches sound like cults to me. Like, uh, I don't know. It, they just don't sound like good things. Mm, um, no. As, as much as I'm sure that they were created for a good reason, and, and even going back to the medieval ages where you could buy your tickets into heaven from your predestination into hell or whatever. Anyways, I'm getting off topic. I really appreciate, I guess, and get frustrated at the same time how much of bad guys angels are in the show. Yeah, they're basically a bag of dicks, as Dean puts it. Except Castiel is cool sometimes, but he goes over to the dark side on occasion. Yeah, he does it for his own means because he is his own, um, you know, he doesn't answer to anybody and apparently doesn't answer to God either. Yeah. As Chuck is never around, so. I actually found a Castiel contacted by Seance thing on the website, on a website about, uh, no, it was on 4chan actually. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's really lame, but I figured I would relay this one. Draw Castiel's sigil out on a piece of paper and it's got the sigil on there focus on his sigil for as long as it takes for it to become ingrained in your mind this is the important part step three because castiel is an angel and because he doesn't ask anything in return for doing his job you must meditate but not just any plain meditation this ab the ability for castiel to perform the task you're going to ask him depends on the amount of potency you put into your request while meditating, place your hand over your heart in prayer position, whatever that means, and clear your mind of all worries, but fill it up instead with positive thoughts and feelings. Fill your mind with happiness, goodness, blah, blah, blah. Step four. After you've harnessed enough positive energy, open your eyes and look at the sigil again. Chant in your head or out loud the following. In the name of God, the Alpha and Omega, I command Castiel, O holy angel of earthly divinity to appear before me in order to aid me in bringing light to the world. Repeat this chant as many times in your head as it takes for you to feel Castiel's presence. Apparently that's it. Even though there's several more steps that just say things such as, you're done, post your results, and such. The one question a lot of people have, and I'm surprised that people still post this question in message boards or message groups on, uh, or, or sorry, groups on, on Facebook about if Castiel is real and all they have to do is just type in, is Castiel a real angel? But for some reason people don't understand how Google is your friend. Castiel yeah. is not a real angel. Castiel no. uh, is led to believe to be based on, Castiel is sometimes a, is considered a variant of Castile. The name Castile does not appear in the Bible, nor does it appear until around the 13th century and later texts say that Cassiel is an angel who presided over Thursdays and is likely he is he came to be based on older mythological characters as well so there is no angel named Castiel in the Bible or anything else it was made up by Eric Kripke for the show the meaning of the name Castiel also means speed of God the amount of times that Castiel has died and come back is more than probably any other character on the show so he was killed by uh, Raphael, 
and resurrected by God before humanity. He was killed by Lucifer and then resurrected by God once again. He was killed by the Leviathans and resurrected by God. He was sent to purgatory and resurrected by Ezekiel, killed by Lucifer again, and recently resurrected by a cosmic entity that we don't know much about as it just happened on the show. Um, I would say he takes the cake for the most deaths. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I never um, really thought about, you know, counting them. Mm-hmm. Well, the uh, the uh, Supernatural Wiki does have uh, the best list of uh, the amount of times that he's died. Um, his He told his daughter, Claire, or Jimmy Novak's daughter, as he the vessel that he possesses is named Jimmy Novak, that uh, when he was pulled apart on the subatomic level by Lucifer at the end of Season 5, that is when the body was, the vessel was completely destroyed and was put back together by God, but unfortunately the soul wasn't able to be contained in the vessel when that happened, and, and he went to heaven. Um, so well, unfortunately that time. left, yeah, but unfortunately that left Claire as an orphan, and then she eventually would go to live with um, uh, uh, Sheriff Jody Mills and her little uh, ragtag group of orphans, which is going to be spun off into their own series, Wayward Sisters, which I begin, believe begins in January. Fabulous. Yes. But it's going to be a completely different type of show than Supernatural itself. They said it's not just going to be them on the road every episode hunting down monsters, demons, and werewolves. Um, oh, no, it's going to be a drama, isn't it? Something like that, but I have high hopes that these are all characters that we've come to really enjoy. Um, the most recent addition to the cast is uh, Missouri's grandmother, granddaughter. Missouri was the psychic that Sam and Dean looked into in the first epi- in the first season of their of the show when they were trying to get a bead on the yellow-eyed demon. They had to go back to their hometown in Lawrence, Kansas. I remember this episode. Yeah, she just came back in this season, and her granddaughter was into her. Her, her son and granddaughter were introduced as well. Well. And the granddaughter um, has some of the same abilities as her grandmother and wants to have a better control of them. One thing that I I also could not find any information about that I was looking up um, specifically specifics on this ep- episode about Castiel or angels in general is um, so they contacted Castiel originally in a seance mm-hmm. where they tried to look at upon his true form. Right. And then later... Um, and actually during the seance, the TV flickers on and off. Mm-hmm. And then later when Dean is in the hotel room by himself, um, the TVs are flickering on, the radio's turning up, or I don't know if it was the radio or um, if that was just the uh, loud pinging and things shattering. It They almost act as ghosts or poltergeists in this episode before we know what he is. There's also the Archangels, which are Gabriel, Uriel, uh, Selafiel, Ragul, uh, Jegudil, and uh, Barachiel. Uh, so there's more than just like the four that were depicted on the show. And the strongest of the uh, Archangels would be, of course, Lucifer, who held that power until he rebelled against the creation of man and was sent cast down to, he- uh, to hell. Afterwards, God caused Michael—sorry, God caused Michael to overthrow him, and Michael became the general of the military of the Lord, uh, basically. Was Metatron an archangel? No, Metatron has always been described as the uh, the scribe of God. Oh. Uh, he was the voice of God, I think. If that's, um, of course, Dean calls him a transformer because it sounds very much like Megatron, the leader of the Decepticons. Oh my gosh, it really does. <laughs> But Metatron, or Matreon, Mat- Matatron, oh sorry, he is an archangel in Judaism, 
but not in Christianity. Oh, is that is that that's what I was beginning to understand because I did ask a um, a Jewish friend of mine about if there were like you know what the what the Jewish religion stance on angels were. And he said that there are certain angels that we consider to be there are certain beings that we consider to be angels that Christianity doesn't. The name Metatron is not mentioned in the Hebrew Bible, nor is it mentioned in the early uh, Enoch uh, literature, but it is mentioned in the Book of Genesis. Yeah, see, I, I see a lot of conflicting things in some uh, pieces when I was doing research. I saw that he was. Some pieces I saw that he wasn't. And I, I don't know Lutheran from Judaism. Sorry, everybody. I know just enough to get me through conversation with most normal people. I mean, most people. What's normal anyways? Anyways, Metatron, Curtis Armstrong, I met at the most recent Hunt Valley Monster Mania, and he's like the sweetest human being ever. And it, it's conflicting because I hate him so much on the show. Um, I'm not a big him, fan of his character on the show either. I thought he was the between, most annoying piece of just... Ugh. Ever. Between it, him and Dolores Umbridge, I don't know who I hated more, but like I swear he's like the sweetest human, and it's it's very conflicting because you, you you see these people on TV and you want to hate them in real life, but you just can't. The Metatron that I've always been used to is this guy right here. Oh, sweet Jesus, do you have to use a whole can? Who the fuck are you? What the fuck are you doing in my room? I'm the one that soaks, and she's the one that's surly, and that's rich. Get the fuck out of here! Now! Or you do what exactly? Hit me with that fish. Just sit down on the bed and shut up. Jesus. Look at my suit. Look, just take whatever you want, but don't kill or rape me. Don't give over, will you? I couldn't rape you if I wanted to. Angels are ill-equipped. I'm as anatomically impaired as a kendall. Honestly, you bottom feeders and your arrogance, you think everybody's just trying to get in your knickers. What are you? I'm pissed off is what I am. Do you go around drenching everybody that comes into your room with flame retardant chemicals? No wonder you're single. As I was saying, Prior to your firefighting episode, I am the Metatron. Don't tell me the name doesn't ring a bell. You people. If there isn't a movie about it, it's not worth knowing, is it? I am a seraphim. The highest choir of angels. And that great clip is by the late, great Alan Rickman from Kevin Smith's Dogma, where he played the Metatron. Oh my gosh, I haven't seen Dogma in forever. Yeah, that was the, uh, he has a fantastic role in that movie. Um, my, uh, uh, he's just to the point and just so rude and mean, but, you know, just, it's just the way he needs to be just because of like his, his absolute disgust and somewhat love for humanity. Um, and, and God's creation. He he is fantastic in that role. But that was my first introduction to what the Metatron was. But he does make a point that if it's not if there's not a movie based about it, it's not worth knowing. That's true. Angels appear almost in most chapters of the Holy Bible. In in the Book of Peter, let's just say, angels are being uh, beings who have greater power and ability than hu humans. 
in um, Kings and John, they exist in heaven of or the spirit realm, which is a level of existence higher than the physical universe. God created the angels through Jesus, who the Bible calls the firstborn of all creation. Describing how God used Jesus in creation, the Bible says, By means of Jesus, all things were created in the heavens and on the earth, the things visible and the things invisible, including the angels. Angels do not marry nor reproduce. Instead, each of these sons of the true God was individually created. The Speaking of oh. moments where angels appear in the Bible, Archangel Uriel is the angel of repentance, and he is the angel that comes to Noah to warn him about the flood. Yes, he wanted to give uh, us a chance to um, pack up and get off the land before God swept the lands clean because he was pissed at his creation. Did you ever see that movie um, by Darren Aronofsky of uh, uh, Russell Crowe playing Noah in the movie Noah? I can't stand Russell Crowe. Oh. He teams <laughs> up. So, Noah, I, I missed this part in the Bible. But Noah teams up with the rock lords from GoBots to build the ark. <laughs> Not joking. These I mean, are if, apparently... you're gonna, if you're going to follow something religious, go out in left field because most of it is that crazy. <laughs> yeah, apparently, if, if I remember correctly, the rock lords that helped Noah build the ark are angels that crashed to Earth and then they're like energy like took on this like rock form because it formed around them because of the impact into the earth was so strong you know you gotta think that anything falling from heaven at that speed that survives would leave a crater big enough to kill the dinosaurs yes which does happen that they think at the end of season nine like they try to close the gates to hell but they end up accidentally closing the gates to heaven when Castell have... has his uh, grace taken from him by the aforementioned Metatron I have so many questions now. Once again, okay, so angels look like humans with right. wings. Yep. Okay, um, we know as a fact that dinosaurs used to rule the earth. Correct. Are there dinosaur angels? Dinosaurs believe in angels? Did, were there dinosaur-like angels? I, so I don't know. are you asking, are there animal angels? You know what, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there are... Um, well, there's nonprofit organizations called Animal Angels <laughs> that you can go to and donate money to. <laughs> as far as I'm aware and everything that I could find in any book that I read, that there are no animal angels out there. I feel like that's a little selfish of humans to not think about our furry friends when writing the Bible. We don't know. We don't know that, you know, animal angels don't come to the animals and warn them about things. But wouldn't an angel just do that himself to watch over? Even the animals? Wouldn't God appoint an angel to do that, to watch over all the four-legged creatures? What do the other archangels do? Um, I actually have some notes here. So Uriel, once again, is the angel of the month of September. That's um, an interesting tidbit. Archangel Gabriel is described as having 140 pairs of wings. I don't know if you can picture that. I can't. Hmm. According to the Jewish faith, each child has 11,000 guardian angels at birth. That's insane. I didn't know there were so many angels to begin with. Archangel Michael is considered the greatest of the angels, a hero 
who defeated Satan. But isn't Satan, maybe I'm wrong, isn't Satan Lucifer? Uh, yeah, Lucifer Morningstar, who, by the way, currently lives in L.A. and fights crime with a female detective on Lucifer. <laughs> <laughs> Archangel Raphael is the angel of healing, who is the friendliest and merriest of the angels. Um, really? Because on the show, the he was... the complete opposite in the show? Yeah, yeah. And they also, um, when he's, like, resurrected, it's a, um, he comes back as a, uh, as a, as a... Uh, like an older black woman compared to the younger car- you know, actor who played him. And Dean leads over to Sam and is like, dude looks like a chick. And uh, it, it kind of erupted the fan base of Supernatural a little bit because it came, it, it makes Dean come across as being somewhat like transphobic. But it's like Dean's kind of always like that. Like he doesn't... He's kind of old school. He's yeah. like living in the 80s. He's still using tapes. Yeah, he's not a racist, and he's not a homophobe, and he's not a transgenderphobe, or whatever you call people. I mean, who are we look over. Unfortunately, we look over some of the racist remarks of our grandparents. Can't we do the same? Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> Dean. I think Dean gets somewhat a pass because also, uh, like, the fan base accepts that like Dean is accepting of the gay culture because they've teamed up with a couple of uh, gay hunters before on a mission, and they were totally cool yeah. with it. But it, sh- it still surprised Dean because he's not. That's not his world. You know what I mean? He's into women, yeah. and he hangs out with his brother all the time. So when he even reads Sam and Dean shipping fiction, it disturbs the heck out of him, which it does for a lot of people as well, including the actor who plays Sam, because it's his brother. But yeah. he, he's, he's accepting of... I'm not the, of so much he, about the taboo. No, no, no. Unless no. you watch some of, some of my videos, I'm not so much about the taboo. But he... he <laughs> Sam, Sam... I'm sorry, Dean does have an open mind, and it is very accepting of, of people of that type of... Uh, uh, sexuality, but it still is always a shocking, like, oh, um, yes, because it's not something he's probably dealing with, you know, episode after episode after episode, so, which is fine, you know what I mean? They definitely will never write Sam and Dean as coming across as uh, being uh, homophobic, because that would kill their entire fan base if they did. Um, The uh, number of episodes that uh, Castiel appears in um, are... Highly extensive, and you can type in, you can look under the uh, Supernatural Wikipedia or Wikia to see the long list up-to-date episodes, including as of season 13. Supernatural's on hiatus right now, but will be coming back about halfway through January, as most of the CW shows will. I am so glad. Do you have any other cool facts for us about angels? I think you also mentioned you've never played an angel yourself. You've only played a demon, because why does anybody want to play a vanilla-like creature? Don't you, or doesn't everyone want to be the bad character and be the bad girl? <laughs> the bad characters yeah, are definitely more fun. Definitely. And I, I think angels are just dicks. Pretty much, yeah, most of the time. Uh, I mean, they look cute in our Christmas tree, but that's the extent I've ever, I would ever want to deal with them. I, I can't think of an angel that I like. Maybe the Tooth Fairy? Oh, wait, never mind. That's not an angel. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's a fairy. I was just joking. Yeah, we'll get to fairies eventually. <laughs> I think they don't... I don't, God, I don't think angels... I, I don't think fairies are introduced until maybe season six. I'm not sure. I think it's the S-Files episode, which was supposed to be kind of the opening sequence was a parody of the X-Files. That makes sense, yes. And then later on, uh, Charlie... Did they go to Roswell? Charlie, played by Felicia Day... Uh, makes out with a fairy i'm gonna need to revisit up that episode that sounds hilarious charlie is the lesbian hacker girl uh that sam and dean uh hang out with once in a while 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much it for our uh, time covering Angels. There's a ton of more lore about Angels. I mean, there are there's just so much out there. We just kind of wanted to go through the basics and talk about our love of our favorite Angel, Castiel, here in our Christmas episode. So we know there's a lot of facts that we left out, but our show's only about a half an hour long. So we do appreciate you tuning into this Christmas episode of Supernatural. Crack open the Holy Bible and find out more information about Angels yourself if you have to. Look it up online. There's tons of books out there on Barnes & Noble about Angels. These are some of the ones that were recommended to me. How to See Your Angels, This uh, When Angels Tread, Real Stories of, of uh, Angel Miracles, uh, The Book of Angels by Todd Jordan. Angels, just self, they just, it's just titled uh, Angels. Guardian, Guardian Angels, True Stories of Answered Prayers by People. And if you go to your Christian new occult, uh, sorry, new new wave occult book section of your local like Barnes and Noble, you'll have like tons of books in there about angels and all sorts of different lore and history and, and other information that you could gather from it. Excellent. Mel, what do you plan on doing on Christmas? Opening all of the presents and making all of the food. I've baked like five cakes tonight, four dozen cookies. Oh my God. Do you, do you have any plans to go anywhere? I am here. Oh, you just you're gonna, in good old Strasbourg. You're just staying home. I am. Uh, I had uh, the day. I had half a day with my son. I spent the other second half of the day with my girlfriend, and then tomorrow we're opening gifts and then doing a Doctor Who marathon on Christmas Day. Perfect. Yes, definitely. Well, Mel Heflin, thank you very much for joining me for this Christmas episode of. I'm glad it worked out to yes. record on Christmas Eve. Yes, definitely. Uh, we hope everyone out there has a Merry Christmas. Don't forget you can check us out on our group page at Supernatural Creatures and Lore, and at our individual Twitters at Chris D S A V. At Mel Heflin, M-E-L-H-E-F-L-I-N. And we'll be back in a few weeks with another episode of Supernatural Creatures and More. Again, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas.